You're listening to the Jim Mint Podcast by GFNF. Your weekly breakdown of sports cards, hobby news, and everything in between. And everything in between. Here's your hosts, Jake and Nico. Yo, guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Gem Mint Podcast uh, by GFNF. Uh, my name's Nico, and I'm here with my buddy Jake. Say what's up, Jake. What's going on, guys? Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome to our first episode. Um, our podcast is pretty much just going to cover everything hobby-related, um, retail botting, big sales in, in the hobby. Um, just pretty. There's been a lot of drama going on lately, so <laughs> there's, there's some juicy stories out there. Um, but Jake, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, where you're from, uh, how long you've kind of been in, in the hobby in general. Yeah, uh, my name is Jake. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I've uh, been in the hobby for about a decade now. Started right around 2010 and 11, uh, collecting baseball cards with families and friends. And uh, as it's progressed now over the last three years, has boomed into something completely different and opened up a lot of opportunities, um, many of which are provided by GFNF and that's kind of what started our time together here. Yeah, so for me, um, I'm from New Jersey, kind of been in the hobby just for about a year now, uh, you know, really deep into it. I mean, I did Pokemon and stuff when I was younger, but, but not to the level that it is now, mm. um, you know, where there's this serious money being thrown around. Um, but yeah, so Imag- Jake and I... Um, imagine, are- imagine having those... Pokemon cards back right now. I do. Good. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The ones that you you know ripped up and and shoved into binders and yeah, into oh, your uh, into your spoke on your on your bike. But uh, sickening. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we're gonna kind of just go with the flow here. We're, we got a couple um, big topics we want to hit. So we're gonna start with kind of like a retail rundown of this past week, as well as some uh, some botting and, and hobby news as well. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. So today. Uh, we saw Tops drop uh, Bowman Draft Sapphire to the public. We saw yesterday a, a kind of a shock drop um, out of nowhere uh, for Montgomery Club, but the, the email came like 20 minutes later. Um, I mean, people had, had all day to pretty much buy it if you're a Montgomery Club, but we did see the public release today. And, Jake, I know you uh, you did pretty well on that. Yeah, I did. It was uh, your typical top story where – Bowman Draft Sapphire good, Tops website bad. Um, we had lots of, as you can imagine, a lot of people going for this product. It's a, it's one of my favorite products of the year. I know it's one of your favorite products of the year, um, and that goes a long way with a lot of the breakers. So everyone was going for this. Um, we did pretty well this morning. We secured quite a few boxes. Our community um, secured even more, and overall, pretty great drop. Yeah. So so mostly everyone um, in GFNF is is running KSR. Uh, for those that don't know, KSR is an automation software. Um, it's a retail bot, and uh, it, it shreds tops. So uh, it, you know, if, if you were prepared and ready, um, which you know we had most of the group ready to go, um, you know, you, you grabbed quite a few boxes. And I mean, it even trickled onto Twitter to uh, <laughs> some people that I would have never thought I've ever seen tweet about retail botting. We, we had someone tweet. From what I'm gathering, the bot KSR ran a product ID on Bowman Sapphire and bought all the boxes before it even went available on top site. Tops, can you confirm? If so, that's trash. So yeah, he he tagged tops, right? Yeah, yeah, he tagged <laughs> tops like 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 they're gonna do anything. 
because you can't even get them on the phone to talk to about (laughs) about a simple thing but they're going to respond to his tweet so yeah we had uh you know quite the feedback on twitter there but nothing new really i mean that's to be expected in all seriousness he's not wrong no he's not (laughs) i mean but you know who knows with fanatics you know acquiring tops maybe we'll see something different but um you know we know how we know how it goes with fanatics too but we'll save that for, for a little bit later but uh yeah, so we also saw uh, a Walmart restock today. The usual Wednesday restock um, was kind of just a bunch of trash again, <laughs> if we're being yeah, honest, not, you know. Not much to write home about, just uh, a little bit of Illusions football that was new. Um, nothing that we're waiting for, though, which is mainly Mosaic football. We're waiting for the next drop. Yeah, we should, I would imagine, it's going to be a couple weeks before we see that. I mean, it was, what, a month before we saw Mosaic basketball? Like yeah, after, after the retail draw or the hobby. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think there is it a production delay down? I mean, because most of these cards are printed at a factory down in Texas, and that's across the board. That's for Tops, um, Upper Deck, and Panini. They all come out of the same factory. Is is it is it a production value or a production issue down there, or do you think it's just them behind on starting the print run? I think it's a production thing. Honestly, I don't I don't see why they would be behind. Um, I, maybe it's just because of the sheer quantity that they're printing of this other stuff, um, that, it, that is causing de- like, you know, they're causing delays for themselves, mm-hmm. but, um, they, they could also just want to drag this out. You know, they, we've had mosaic basketball on Walmart for what, four or five weeks now in a row. Um, and you know, we're seeing target every other week and we've had it for the past two weeks. Right. So, right. It's, it's amazing to watch what has happened with retail basketball comparatively to where it was a year ago. Um, I've never been a big basketball guy. I'm I'm more baseball and football. Uh, But when this boom kind of took off, then we, uh, we saw basketball kind of take the, the first place lead and kind of drive the hobby for the first year of this boom. I mean, just basketball in general, you, there was no other sport you could, buy a blaster for $20 and sell it for 600 or a mega box for 40 and sell it for almost a thousand. That's what we saw with, you know, a 2019 prism with Zion and Ja, and, and, you know, cause those cards were selling for a thousand eight hundred dollars you know, in a PSA 10 that you could send for, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks, you know, it was, it was, the returns were insane, but it's just not the same now. It's, it's, people are more conservative they're cautious. They don't want to get burned like a lot of people did. Um, and I think that's where, where a lot of the, you know, the caution comes from with basketball in general. And that's why I, I tend to, uh, to stay away, you know, from that. Yeah, it looks um, like it's, it's also got a 50% higher price point at retail than it did a year ago, too, which true. I think it's kind of a triangle. Like, I, I've always seen it as about a year ago, PSA stopped grading cards. Um, and when you can't grade the cards and turn them into $200 cards from $20 cards, that affected the sealed wax prices, which in turn affected the singles prices. And it's just kind of a cycle from there. Yep, I agree. So, um, yeah, so that's really it on the uh, retail botting front. Uh, no, no other really you know, major happenings right now. Um, so let's hop into some, some kind of drama or news in the hobby in general. I know this was was last oh, yeah. week, but we, we, we did get an update this week on, on the Backyard Breakers. So these dudes, um, from what I understand, they, they held a break, and they 
decided to give a box away to someone that had, I guess, the worst hits in the break or just someone that was watching. And uh, they ended up pulling an expensive um, Trevor Lawrence gold kaboom out of 10. And uh, basically, you know, this was all on stream live. And <laughs> they pretty much were like, yeah, we can't, we can't give this away. Like, this is too expensive. And uh, yeah, it just caused a complete uproar, at least on Twitter. Um, they really don't have that big of a Twitter following. Um, they're more on, on whatnot and, and TikTok. Um, but yeah, it caused a huge uproar. They doubled down on, on being, you know, you know, a little, a little shady, you know, they were, they were trying yeah. to play the bad guy, you know, sending yep. out, you know, videos and stuff, you know, holding their ground. Um, so they decided to eventually give it away on Twitch. I, I think the winner ended up being some guy that just had followed them on Twitch. Uh, so already it was, it was very suspect. And then, um, I believe two days ago it was, um, the winner, a supposed winner, uh, tweeted a picture, tagged backyard breaks and said, well, he has arrived. The card heard around the world. Uh, hashtag Trevor gate. Thanks again, backyard breaks for the insane giveaway. Um, so apparently they flew this dude out. They posted a video today on it. Um, regardless if they actually did give it away to this Cameron kid, you got to avoid people like this, right, Jake? I mean, you've been, you know, some of the big breakers in, in the business. I mean, could you imagine them hitting, you know, a five, six figure card and being like, ah, I don't think we could give this, you know, we can give this away. Uh, it's, you know, it's too expensive. Yeah. I think it's, it, it goes a long way for the first of all, I don't think I would ever break with someone wearing a crop top. Um, <laughs> yeah. Questionable, I, questionable choices. Yeah. And not that a tire necessarily drives my decision for breaking, but it definitely didn't help. Um, you had a little bit of an uncle Rico vibe from Napoleon dynamite, but, uh, these guys had every opportunity to make this right. Um, first of all, just not pulling this in the first place probably would have been their best option, but once it happened and people were onto it and sniffed it out right away, I think issuing, they issued a video. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend go watching it. Um, basically where they're holding, uh, two $10,000 stacks of cash and basically stated that they're going to go give it away to, to a children's charity, the boys and girls club in town. And that's more than the card. And, and, and that kind of made up for what they did. And, Mm -hmm. I think that put a lot bad taste in people's mouths because number one, they refused to pull out the receipt from the donation, um, and it didn't justify anything from who was supposed to get that card. So that was a big problem. Yeah, they, they put a picture up of them at the Boys and Girls Club. That that was their, and they just kept replying to people with it. Those people were doubting it, and I, I don't know. It just yeah, they they <laughs> they did have every chance to make it right, and they just they just like you know stomped on it every chance they could get. So, but uh. Yeah, let's let's not give those dudes any more uh, publicity yeah. than they you know than they deserve. So, I agree. Um, let's move on to the Logan Paul Pokemon case fiasco. So, Ooh. yeah, so basically, this uh, first edition sealed, or at least what was thought to be first edition sealed Pokemon case, um, gained a lot of, a lot more traction because Logan Paul purchased it for three and a half million dollars, and uh, the internet does what the internet always does; they figure it out. And they somehow, without even opening the case, debunked that it was fake. Um, people, you know, these dudes that were, were debunking this this case were getting a lot of crap uh, from a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly the people that sold it. Um, 
because it was it was authenticated by Baseball Card Exchange, who who authenticates sealed wax. Um, so they ended up flying the box out to Chicago and opening it just to find out that it was indeed fake and and you know full of resealed fake first edition boxes that had GI Joe cards in it. So, oh. <laughs> um, yes. what do you think went through Logan's mind when he first saw those GI Joe? Cards? I mean. Th- the one picture of the dude from BBC just sitting there looking, saying that that we got yeah. duped, and Logan just standing there with with like that dead look <laughs> in his face, like I'm yeah. recording this video for YouTube. I can't kill this guy right now. Yeah, that's um, called guilt. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that guy knew he was screwed, and and we don't know what's gonna happen next. I mean, the the only news that we know is is Shine, who um, his name is Matt. He's he's huge. Uh, Shine 150 on Instagram. He's massive in into cards he's got some of the biggest um biggest cards out there he he sold it to to logan um he has since refunded logan um and then uh shine is in in process of trying to get his money back from the dudes that he bought him from um which was uh these two dudes mealy pops who has a shop in florida and card kahuna um i believe mealy pops has agreed to pay it back uh i don't think card kahuna i think he lawyered up um, so I don't know, Jake, what do you think happens next? You think, I think it's going to go to court. Uh, um, I, I think it's definitely going to end in court. I mean, my opinion, I believe that however it works out down the line is between those guys in civil court. But I, I believe that BBCE is responsible for everything after the authentication. Um, I, I don't know any other way to look at it. Unfortunately, I mean, everyone got duped, but if you're running a business, and selling the product of authentication, you need to be right, especially when it comes to a million dollars worth of product. Yeah, they were they were trying to claim that this was the first time that they had authenticated Pokemon, which I'd seen multiple uh, reports that that was not the case. Um, and you know, the guy before they even opened it on Logan's video, you know, the guy from BBC explained what he looks for on sports cards. So he was going through the same process. It's a sealed case. There's only so many things you can look at. You look at the mm-hmm. tape, you look at the labeling, you look at, you know, make sure it's not tampered with, and you can weigh it, which we, we didn't see the full authentication process, so we don't know if they actually did weigh it or not. Um, but, yeah, I, it's going to end up in court. And uh, I, I think the dudes that ended up selling it to Shine are going to have to pay the money back, and, and they'll probably themselves go after after BBC. But, uh I'm yeah. I'm not a I'm not a YouTube star. I'm not a I'm not a social media influencer um, yet. We'll see how this podcast goes. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, is, I would assume that Logan did okay off the publicity of this. Oh yeah, um, he's the king at that. He to that cover dude, his he can loss. put asses in seats. Yep, let's be real. No doubt about. It. He, I mean, look at his boxing. I do. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's great. Um, he he knows what he's doing. It was an unfortunate. I don't know if it was worth three and a half million. Um, maybe it is, but I mean, he's got such a big following that it, it might not have even mattered. But um, well, and before the, and before they found out it was fake, he was under the impression that it was the only sealed case in the world. But that ended up not being the case, right? Yeah, there was. Um, there's a couple people that have cases. I know there's one that I don't know if it's sealed. Um, I know it's kind of like half opened so you could see the boxes, but yeah, I don't think it's the only sealed case out there. I think it was the only BBC authenticated, but, uh, we can see how much that holds up now. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so let's let's move on to this uh, a big topic here, the Fanatics takeover. So yeah, um, yeah, as we all know, Fanatics is going to be the uh, one stop shop for for the hobby um, very soon, and you know, recently acquired Tops. Um, so Jake, what what are your thoughts on that? Is this a good thing, bad thing? What what's up with Panini here? Uh, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, I I, I like to think it's it's always good for the hobby to have new money come in but if it turns into a monopoly we might we might see some problems i think tops definitely needed some help i think the hobby itself needed some help with how they're handling this increase in i mean let's just face it there's more money in the hobby there's more collectors in the hobby and there's significantly more demand and these companies are struggling to keep up with it so I think it's a matter of how Fanatics handles their decision making through um, Tops. Are they going to print under the Tops name? Are they going to? Um, I would assume so, right? I mean, they, they would be stupid not to. Do you think it's going to kill retail reselling? I think it's going to hurt it. Yeah, I think um, if they control the point of sale, they control the price point, and they control a hundred percent of the supply, they can make their own price. And if you want it, you'll pay it. And if you don't, you won't. Now, do you think, you know, I, I saw that, you know, as of like two days after the deal was closed with Tops, Fanatics is in charge of everything. Do you think today the $200 price point we saw was, was driven by them? You'd have to think so, right? I mean, with last year's box being $70 and the year before 35 we always see quite the, quite the price increase today. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they're... I think it's probably them testing the waters. What are people willing to pay? I mean, if if you're willing to pay, you know, a, a basically a 200%, almost 300% of what is last year, it's what's to stop them? Now, now they're going to roll. So I guess we'll see with upcoming drops with, you know, Formula One around the corner, some UEFA products around the corner. Um, we'll see what they do with that. But, yeah, a $200 Sapphire box with 32 cards and no guaranteed autos is – a little bit hard pill to swallow. Yeah. So I, I didn't, again, I've only been in this, this, uh, you know, this deep in the hobby for a year now. And I was reading up a little bit more on the 2019 because, you know, it's almost a, it's a $500 box and it was $35. $35. Bucks yeah. So I, I wasn't aware that it was just something that was thrown together. And that's why it was, you know, no autos and was so cheap because tops didn't know how people were going to respond to it. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, people don't care that there's no autos. They, that that Sapphire product, it it just always sells. I mean, look at like Garbage Pail Kids Sapphire from last year, Montgomery Club. It's like a six hundred dollar box, and it was like eighty dollars retail. That's wild. So, I mean, you could just Sapphire anything. Could you imagine a two hundred? Could you imagine a two hundred dollar Garbage Pail Kids Sapphire box? Yeah, we'd year? probably buy it. Riots. I will riot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, one other thing from Fanatics is, you know, they're pushing their candy NFT, um, you know, which is the, the official licensed baseball um, NFT marketplace. Um, you know, it's ran by Michael Rubin, the CEO of Fanatics, as well as Gary V, uh, which I think mostly everyone uh, knows at this point, whether you're in the NFT space or, or the sports card space, he's. Uh, you know, he, he's made his presence known and, you know, they just opened their marketplace last week. They've, they've been around for a little bit, but it's, you haven't been able to sell anything. Right. You could just buy packs, open them or keep them sealed, but now you could sell it. So 
Uh, just just a little data on that. They, they did a million in sales in the first eight hours. I think it was around a million and a half in the first 24. And this is zero crypto. This is all just straight, you know, USD, uh, you know, cash. So um, it seems pretty cool. I, I You know, Gary, well, like Gary V's behind it. It'll probably do well. I, it'll take a lot for it to, to, to fail. Um, I, th- I have more hope for it than Top Shot, but uh, I, I don't know, Jake. I know, you know, we've been getting into NFTs a little bit more lately. What do you, yeah. what, what's your feelings on this? I mean, I, I don't know if it'll, you know, could fully replace baseball cards, but it, I think it has a place. The old collector in me says that baseball cards, the physical opening of packs and stuff, there'll they'll always be a market for that. Um, that being said, as the world changes and everything's moving into the metaverse, and I think that you almost have to kind of dive in a little bit because that, I mean, this is the way the collectibles are going. Um, it's a little nerve wracking to me again, going back to if fanatics owns all the retail. So they bought tops. Um, rumors are that they're trying to make a play on uh, upper deck. Um, I don't know if that also means this year they'll try to make a play on Panini. They don't really need Panini if they have tops, Chrome and Bowman Chrome, but uh, they don't necessarily need prism. But if, they hold a monopoly on that side of it. They own the NFT monopoly of the sports, NFTs. Um, they're about a grading company away from being a one-stop shop for everything hobby. Yeah, and that, I think, I mean, they're trying to be the Amazon of sports cards pretty much. Right. And, you know, we've seen their graded card prices, like their PSA slabs, and they're, it's absolute garbage. Like, they, they try to push them, and the prices are just atrocious. So, yeah, we'll see. I think it's got a place for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll be keeping tabs on that, and uh, we'll we'll probably give a little candy NFT update uh, each week here uh, going forward. So um, yeah, on to the next thing here. We had Baseball America's Top 100 um, prospect list come out today. Oh yeah, um, Jake. I know you and I are both pretty big into into the baseball market and prospecting in general. Um, you know, we we saw you know the usual big guys. We have Adley at one, my boy J Rod at two, Bobby Witt at three. We did see Riley Green overtake Torkelson. Um, so Detroit's got two stu- absolute studs in the top five. Uh, but there were some some shocking uh, um, you know, placements as well. We had Marcelo Mayer for Boston at 15. Kids that hasn't played a, 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 you know, an inning of baseball yet you know, at, at the professional level over guys like Marte and Luciano and stuff. So what are your, how are you feeling about that one? I disagree with that real, real bad. But um, this is why I love Bowman. This is this is why I think you love Bowman is that the prospecting and the and the investments in guys that are kids. I mean, there a lot of these kids are when they come up and get their first Bowman are just out of their senior year of high school, and you never know when someone's going to pop off. For example, right in the middle of the boom last year, right, we were ripping open twenty twenty Bowman. We were chasing Bobby Witt, who's the number three, mm-hmm. um, and Jason Dominguez. And it goes to show, Jason Dominguez is ranked as the 87th prospect in this top 100. Yeah, he went down a bit. And number 10, his teammate, Anthony Volpe, um, is number is in the top 10. So you never know who's going to explode. And obviously these guys' cards reach peak value as they come into the pros. And you get to say, hey, I collected that guy from day one. Yeah, I mean, and there's some still some really affordable guys on the card market side. Um you know, in the top, you got, I mean, Luciano, still r- relatively affordable. 
Marte mm-hmm. still pretty affordable. Zach Veen, I mean, is pretty is pretty damn cheap, and you know he's he plays in a hitter park. Um, you know, people really don't go to the game to, to watch a pitching duel. You know, people yeah. want to see see home runs, see offense. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good names, a lot of risers. Definitely, like you mentioned, Volpe. Um, he's got he might be the hottest name right now. I, I see a yeah. lot of him being moved. Um, a lot more J Rod out there. It's the baseball market's picking up. So if you know, now's a good time if you want to play it safe, take some of those profits if you if you got in early on some of these guys. Um, you know, it's you never it's know wild. what can happen. Yeah, it's wild to look at. I mean, go back go back on eBay, guys, and go back on the sales in, you know, summer of twenty twenty and look what Anthony Volpe autos were going for. And look what they're going for now in his first bone. Yes. It's absolutely insane the yep. increase and in how these kind of lists and how they progress through the minors, how close they are to the pros, that kind of stuff all factors in. Yep. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that and, and update as we get closer to hopefully a baseball season. Um, but uh, yeah, it sh- it should be a good one and, and interesting to see who who gets the call here and um, you know hopefully we see some of these guys in in the majors this year. Um, but yeah, let's move on to um, you know a little segment we're gonna call high rollers. So um, we we grabbed a couple you know high high dollar sales in the market over the past week. Um, starting with um, you know one of the, one of everyone's new favorite products over the past year, Formula One. We saw a Max Verstappen Sapphire Variation Red out of five PSA nine go on auction for thirty five thousand dollars. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. A, a lot of people were were bullish on on F one when it came out right away. Um, it wasn't a highly produced product. It was it was more of like a test run for um, you know for for tops, and it worked out really well. So uh, so you're you've bought some Max Verstappen cards in the past couple of weeks. Some I did. nice ones. Um, let me ask you this: How what was the print run for boxes of Formula One Sapphire last year? Do you know? Just like the base card that they call the portrait card, is mm-hmm. like a two, it's a two thousand print run. You know, you're not getting products like that with the with the base card in it anymore. Okay, so my point in asking that, I heard some rumors today, and I don't know if they're true or not, but um, it seems like Tops went from twenty eight hundred Montgomery Club members last year total to now close to sixty four hundred. I think that's a, I think that would be accurate. So. Are they going to print Formula One through the roof and, and tank it? Or are they going to keep to their – I mean, even though it's hot and it's high dollar, it's it's still not quite the following that some of the other major sports have, obviously. But um, So you're still getting in now – I mean, getting in now, they're expensive cards, but you're still ahead of – this isn't a baseball market yet. Would you agree with that? Dude, I, I mean, they're so they're so different – just because there's so fewer, you know, people to collect drivers, it's mm-hmm. a first year product. So there's just so much money being thrown around. Um, I don't know. I, I, I had this opinion at the beginning that I like, listen, it's not baseball. It's not going to be baseball. Obviously baseball is like quite the history, especially in the card market. I'm interested to see where it's going. I, I think it's got a lot more room to grow. Um, I, I think buying the, you know, the F1 goat, Lewis Hamilton, 
is an excellent purchase. There's some really nice cards, low print runs that you can get that are affordable. Um, so I, I we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how much product we see released this year from Tops, um, and, and what kind of margins we see on on this these boxes like we did uh, last year. You know, a hundred and hundred and twenty dollar retail box mm-hmm. um, is uh, two thousand dollars now. So. <laughs> um yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing for certain i can't afford that verstappen red no that's for sure (laughs) and you know uh, most people know all these numbered colored cards from f1 are are damaged on the back they're at least 99 percent of them so you know most are psa 8 psa 7 maybe psa 9 quality so but doesn't seem to be slowing the market down at all so um yeah so let's move over to some football and and probably the hottest name right now, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So we saw two big sales go off. One was a uh, you know contenders cracked ice auto, uh, sold for thirty nine thousand um, dollars, best offer. It was a uh, number thirteen out of twenty two PSA ten, and we also saw a National Treasures out of ten, HGA, uh, sell for seventy five thousand dollars. You got to imagine that's getting cracked out, right? I, I can't imagine you keep it in an HGA slab, but yeah, I mean, oh, $75,000 RPA out of 10. First of all, who sends that to HGA? Do you, do you, did you see the images on the on the uh, eBay listing? They're so blurry. I, oh, I know. It's, they're terrible. So Well, they probably want people to know, or, you know, they don't want them to figure out that it's an HGA slab. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah, someone paid 75000 though. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and see if it resurfaces. I would imagine it's going to show up in a BGS uh, or a yep. PSA slab. Um, and then the last one we have here, um, Mr. Mike Trout uh, should be back this season. A refractor first Bowman Auto um, for $55,000. Um, so yeah, his his market, I think is slowly climbing back as he was out, uh, for most of the last year. Um, uh, how do you think he's going to have a bounce back season this year and and return to to form? I think so. He's the best player in the league, in my opinion, as far as when he's performing at an elite level, uh, to give you guys an idea, this card we're talking about is a refractor version of the one that Vegas Dave sold for. What was it? Pretty Uh, close to, it was a lot. It was like, yeah. It wasn't four million, was it? I mean, it was three and a half or four. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Yeah. So this is just the the refractor auto version where his was. Um, I think it's the X fractor. Yeah, X fractor. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So. Uh, and then one other thing, I know this wasn't a sale, but we did see Mosaic Football release this past week, and uh, some of the dudes I follow on Instagram, Flushing Breaks out in New York, they pulled. The Trevor Lawrence Nebula 101 uh, NFL debut. Absolutely disgusting-looking card with the color match. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sick one. I think Mosaic's got some of the best-looking cards. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I sure, I'm sure some other monsters will get pulled. I, I did see the Jamar Chase 101 get pulled as well. Um, but we, I don't think we've seen any of the Mac Jones, uh, Justin Fields, or anything surface yet. Not quite. Um, Nope. Speaking of which, that was a good product for us at GFNF. Was first off the line mosaic. We had a. Oh yeah. We got in right at the floor at six seventy five, and boxes are going uh, creeping up on nine hundred to a thousand bucks now. Yeah, those uh, the first off the line parallels are are doing pretty well. I did actually. I know Mac Jones got pulled like one of the first days. I think it sold for like four thousand. Um, wow. So yeah, that should definitely help help prices. But uh, 
Yeah, so we'll just uh, finish up with any upcoming drops on the week. Um, Retail-wise, I mean, hopefully we could see some some Mosaic NBA Mega Boxes drop. Um, and, and we're just kind of waiting on Mosaic NFL. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think we got like maybe two, at least two weeks before we see that pop up. I'm going to make a wild call. I'm gonna, I think we're going to see it pop up in Walmart's in-store next week. That'd be ideal. Because usually we see Target the following week, um, you know, when we see it in store like that. So, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep our eyes peeled on that. And then in, in the world of hobby, we had Flawless Basketball Dutch Auction, which oddly sold out. It started at $12,000, and it Ooh. sold out at eleven two, which was a little weird. Um, I, what do you, yeah. do you think they had a technical difficulty or you think it actually sold out at $11,000? I think something funky happened because didn't they offer, didn't they put out a message to people that for a 20% off coupon for flawless? Did they? Oh, yeah. maybe. Okay. I didn't, keep I think we saw that. that in our discord. Okay. I might've missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that 11,000, I mean, that's, that's, that's not chump change for, yeah. for a box of cards. That are I mean, what a case. Up. Case comes with a case comes with four of them. Uh, I believe flawless is two. It's just two, two briefcases. Yeah. So just a just an easy twenty two five. Yeah, 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 something light. Um, probably charge yeah. for shipping too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we also got a immaculate football. Um, I believe it next week, and then uh, we're just waiting on the new Formula One. Um, and you know, right now slated for next month, but it was also slated for September. Mm-hmm. in november and december so we are uh we're not gonna hold our breath there and uh <laughs> and, and wait for top so we'll see we'll see what uh <laughs> we'll see what happens i i don't know you think we see it in in february yeah 2023 yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah eventually we'll see it yeah good okay all right guys i think uh i think jake i think we'll we'll close up there um yeah. Yeah, if you guys want to connect, um, you could follow GFNF on Twitter at GFNF. Um, two underscores at the end there. Um, if you want to hit me up at NaffyBoy13 on Twitter, and, and Jake, why don't you plug your Twitter? Uh, mine is at Wrigley Elite SC, Wrigley Elite Sports Cards. Yep. So uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode, and I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. Thanks, guys.